back. Hey, it's Tales from the Tomb Time. Is, it, is this episode six? That's what they say. I lose count. The word out on the street. The word on the street. Is it an episode six? This it's is our. A, it's been a hot minute. Yeah, this is our, our uh, Christmas episode. Right, the last one was Thanksgiving. How does that work out, right? I don't know. It works out because uh, we haven't done one. Right. Right. We're going to be doing more in 2021. We're, we're, we're slowly upgrading our uh, equipment. Yeah. Make things sound better and flow better and make things easier for us as far as pre-production and post-production, which uh, that's a lot of work. And hopefully make it a better listening experience mm-hmm. for you guys, too. We know that there's still a little echo going on, um, so we're working on that. We're getting better mics, interface, and things like that. As long as so. it's entertaining. Right. That's rule number one. Entertaining and fun. Well, to make it entertaining, we need to stop talking about tech business. Right. Although some <laughs> of the tech geeks like that stuff, but... Yeah, yeah. we don't know enough about nah, that. Nah, we don't know crap. <laughs> We're figuring this out as we go along. Figuring exactly. it out. Figure as, it out. As Wayne would say. As Wayne from Letterkenny would say. Yeah, so uh, do you want to talk about our first story tonight? Robots. Yeah, but not just any robots. Not just any robots. Robot wolves. Robot wolves. So, uh, there is a town in Japan called Takakawa. I'm sure I've butchered that. Right, it's on the northern island of Hokkaido. Hokkaido. Yes. If that's how you pronounce that right, I don't know. Yeah, they were having a bear problem. Right. Bears will fuck your shit up. Yeah, they sure will. And so, evidently, right before they go into hibernation, when there's a lack of acorns and food sources and they're fixing to hibernate, they become extremely dangerous that they don't have a food source. So, um... It turns out that uh, they have put in mechanical wolves, yeah, which is rad. Yeah, well, because apparently there have been dozens of attack bear attacks so far in 2020, two of them fatal, prompting government to convene an emergency meeting last month to address the threat that they pose. But the problem is, is that the wolves that hunt the bears are extinct. Well, not the mechanical wolves. No, not the mechanical wolves, but the natural wolves... They're gone because of hunting, previous hunting. Yeah, so there, the, bear, the bears are like, woo, it's party time, free reign. We're going to do whatever we want. Yeah, I think that's a bummer that uh, that they have, that those the, the, the wolves went extinct. Yeah, it happens. I, I mean, think mechanical wolves are no replacement for real wolves. No, I mean, but as far as extinct animals, I mean, what do they say? You know, something like uh, 90% of the species that have ever lived on the planet, ever, actually all extinct okay so this is a christmas special and you're bumming everybody out okay while we're talking about bears and wolves but you never know they do find animals they thought were extinct all the time that is true and we talk about that when it happens Mm -hmm. that's in our cryptozoology Mm -hmm. segments but getting back to these wolves what's interesting about these wolves is to me is is the way that they designed them and made them look right and machinery maker ota siki i'm probably I know you're well. butchering I'm it. I'm totally butchering it. He has sold about 70 robots since 2018. Good for him. Well, we'll listen to the description of this wolf. Right. And, and who does this sound like? Mm-hmm. Okay. The monster wolf, It's the robot's called the monster wolf. That's the name of it. It should be. Yeah. It consists of a shaggy body on four legs, a blonde mane, and fierce glowing red eyes. Wait a minute. They got a Rougarou in Japan? No, I was thinking that, like, with the blonde mane and the fierce red eyes, it looks like you. Well, maybe, sort of, but... But you can't make 60 different sounds. I mean, you give me enough incentive, I could. If I give you enough craft beer, you could. Make enough craft beer, <laughs> I certainly could. Yeah, Working so, on that tonight. So, 60 different sounds, ranging from wolfish howling to machinery noises. Yeah. So, it's an industrial wolf. I mean, that's goth, dude. So, a long blonde hair, 
fierce glowing eyes, and industrial sounds and howling. Um, yeah, I mean, Al Jorgensen would probably be jealous. That, yeah. I mean, that's, that could be me in the kitchen at 3 a.m. <laughs> the howling, I don't know about if we, that. If we, you better... a, if we got a pallet of IPAs or stouts in the fridge. Yes. Yeah, so anyway, uh, if, we're going to put a link to that in the show notes and uh-huh. let you take a look at those guys. They're pretty rad. I'm kind of bummed out. I mean, I'm very bummed out about, you know, the, the wolves being extinct. Right, so apparently city officials said that the bears have become more active and dangerous as they search for food right. before going into hibernation in late November. So, right, yeah, plenty of bears, but no wolves. So the answer to that is to build a mechanical wolf. Giant robot wolves. That uh, Actually, it works. It totally scares the bears away. And we've already talked about the mechs that they're making out there. Right. They had the full-size giant robot that they made. Yeah. They're just killing it out there. Right, right. I, I want to go out there and see all the different cool robot stuff. Right. That'd be a while. There's no travel right now, but Robot eventually... wolves to scare off bears. That's amazing. You, well, um, do you know what my one of my favorite monster wolves is? What would that be? Wolfman Chuck. Oh, Wolfman Chuck. You know, we we hadn't I hadn't heard from Wolfman Chuck for a while. So, um, Wolfman Chuck, if if you're not familiar, he's uh he's definitely like to me was one one of the most active people in horror punk. Yes, very intense. Yeah, and he's got he plays ukulele. So his band was Wolfman Chuck and the Spookulele of Doom. Mm-hmm. And we hadn't heard from Wolfman Chuck for a while. Right. But recently um he just uh released a new single which I got really excited about. Yep. It's a, it's different from anything I've ever heard Chuck do before. That's great. I I love that, you know. People uh people expect you to do something and when you release something that is not what they expect i love that yeah and so this was his i guess he's he's coming back to us he um he this album is this song is called tree of woe it was released on october 27 2020 um wolfman chuck is horror and gore themed ukulele love songs yeah we had a lot of fun with him in uh what was it rhode island yes we we played in rhode island Mm -hmm. with wolfman chuck um at the fifth annual rock and roll show on september 2nd 2018 wow that's wow that was over two years ago now yeah that was an amazing experience by the way thanks to wolfman chuck yeah and all the other bands were on there we played with uh black vendetta mortar hawk and a band that we're going to be playing later on in the show but i'm not going to ruin the surprise nope Yep. I'm going to ruin the surprise. So uh, this song, single is um, from the upcoming EP, No Time to Atone. Um, it's on Road Rat Records and Ukulele Horror Records. So Ukulele Horror Records is, is Wolfman Chuck's label. Ukulele Horror th- Records is an actual thing. Check it out. Yeah. Because that is some fun shit. Yeah. Uh, also our friend um, Swearwolf from mm-hmm. Florida. Yep. He's uh, He does ukulele, ukulele horror punk too. Really, really awesome. And uh, Wolfman Chuck, we did a um, Two Minute Cage contributed a uh, track to his to a benefit album that he did, a two uh, two CD benefit album, um, and that was uh, before pre release before we put it on our album, which was Grunge Road. Right. Was, Who knew that the ukulele could be a weapon of horror destruction? It is. It is. It is. You know, it's like you can imagine a luau, and there's like cannibals and fires and. 
I mean, it's an Stinging island. It's an island in the middle of the ocean. The middle, stuff. I mean, it makes sense. Exactly. You know. But anyway, so we're gonna listen to that right now and uh, enjoy this song. It's called "Tree of Woe" by Wolfman Chuck and the Spookalele of Doom. Yeah. We're gonna have a uh, we're gonna have a link to in the show notes to this to this uh, track and where you can buy the upcoming EP "No Time to Atone." So here it is. This is "Tree of Woe" by Wolfman Chuck and the Spookalele of Doom. Chuck and the Spookalele of Doom. I'm not sure if I want a luau or a zombie killing spree to go on. Well, well, uh, I, let me ask you. Okay, so you know what I thought was kind of weird about werewolf movies? Oh, yeah, the transformations. Some are good. Some are really bad. Yeah, but here's a here's a weird thing about it, and nobody really talks about this. It's in in the werewolf transformations. Generally, um, they're getting ready to attack somebody, mm-hmm. and uh, all of a sudden they fall to the ground. Right. For this five minute transformation. Now I know why they do it. I know they do it because we all love practical effects. Are way better than CGI. Right. For Air sure. bladders, blood bleeding, sweating, right, right. hair growing, nails nails growing, that sort of thing. However. However, uh, the victim, or the person that's about to be uh, killed by the werewolf, uh-huh. just kind of stands there in terror. Yeah. Well, I mean, look. 
if that started happening in front of you, what would you do? Would you run away? Or would you just be sitting there mesmerized watching like, well, what the fuck is happening right now? Well, you know, I mean, if you're, if you're a survivor, you're like, wow, they're in intense pain. And they're probably, sure. now would be a good time to leave. You, you, that, you would think that rationally. Yeah. But in the moment you wouldn't be thinking rationally. You'd be like, what the hell is happening right now? So, well, let me ask you this. What is your favorite? I mean, your favorite werewolf transformation. Oh, man. Um, I mean, the howling is out there. Oh, yeah. The well, of course, howling. we love the howling. Of course. And, uh, honestly, what was that show we watched? Uh, it's, it's, it's escaping my mind right now with the Skarsgård kid. Yeah, and it was with uh, the Bond girl that was also Phoenix. Famke Jensen, yeah. Yeah. Um, what was the name of that show? <laughs> I'm having a brain fart on it. I know. That was a, that was a very good transformation. Though. Yeah, because it was real quick. Yeah. It was real quick, and it was kind of disgusting, and yeah. it was more like it was a shedding. Right. A very quick shedding of the skin. Mm-hmm. I'm going to think about that later on in the podcast. Yeah. We're going to come back we'll, with that we'll after. we come back to it once we realize. But I think, yeah, I think I think you're right. I think there's but, a lot of CGI going on with that, but but I, I, really, did, I really did enjoy that. I mean, my favorite... I mean, everybody says... Uh, American Werewolf. Of course. Yeah. Of course, that's the number one mm-hmm. um, because of the practical The effects. howling always sticks out in my mind because uh, I just happened to see that as a kid. I guess I was about in second grade. And, uh, you know, there was one at the house, the grandparents' house, and somebody was watching it, and that was on. And that was absolutely terrifying. Yeah, till you get to the end, and it's like, when she becomes a werewolf, it's more like a, like a Pomeranian. Yeah, well, was that part one or part two? That was part one. It was the very was end of part one. one, because in the beginning of part two, you find out she's dead. That's right, because that, they act, shot her that sample has actually been used before in some uh, some industrial music. Yeah, but everybody else gets to be these rad, and I love that my favorite werewolf is the one with the big ear, you know, the big right, pointed the big ears. ears. I, that's the one I got on my leg. Um, That upright, mm-hmm. that upright, yeah, Sean's got a howling tattoo, but that upright werewolf with the big pointed ears uh-huh. is... is it's my favorite look for werewolves. I really don't. I'm not into the shorter ear type werewolf. No, I mean that's cool, but I know the Monster Squad werewolf. He had that with those short. Yeah, he's also got nards. <laughs> Wolfman does have nards. That's right. I mean, <laughs> there's I, only one way you can kill him. No, the, the howling though always sticks out to me. The, the the arm coming through the bottom of the car. Yeah. It's totally like you know that 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 was terrifying when, when you were in second grade, you know, in the early '80s. That's how old I am. Uh, that was pretty terrifying at the time. No, I still, I still love the Howling. I love the whole Howling series, mm-hmm. and 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 that's where I'm getting to the point of uh, with the transformation is that um, I don't even know if you remember Sean, but back when we first got started, we did a song about we we did that split EP with Jason and the Krugers, yeah, mm-hmm. um, the Howling, and yeah, and we each took I think we did one through six, and we each took uh, we each split up, oh no, one through five, we each mm-hmm. split up. Um, each split up a we did one duet and then we each took two additional songs yeah. and of the Howling franchise. Which that uh, was over we did a version of uh Rougarou on there. Was it Rougarou? No, no uh, not Rougarou. Uh, no. Uh, it was um Chalk Marks. Chalk Marks, that's but right. But Chalk Marks is not the song I'm talking about. No. The the duet that I did with uh with well, well the the co- collaboration that we did with Jason and the Critters right. um was about Howling One. Whoa. And, yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's I, I think it's I, I think it I think not enough people have heard it. Oh, it's a great song. It's so catchy as hell. Yep. Well, I'm yep. gonna go outside of it. But the point is is that that what we wrote it about was mm-hmm. uh people that freeze during a transformation and it was about it was such an odd topic, but it was about um 
how uh, the character was making a phone call while all this is happening and what, what the conversation would have been um, between the two in song while she's, you know, it's like, just just run away. Why are you running away? And That was an 80s thing. Phone calls in the middle of a song. No. No, Sean. No. No, you don't know what I'm talking about. No. You don't even remember this song, do you? I do. <laughs> we didn't do... No, I'm saying there's a phone call. She's making a phone call in right. the movie. Y'all, y'all, no, no y'all didn't have it. I'm just talking about in general as far as 80s horror movies. Oh, I was, see what you're saying. Was was like, big... There's no recorded phone no, call. No, not in y'all's version. No, we were, we were acting out right. what a conversation would be during a werewolf trial. No, I'm just talking about it in general. 80s oh, I see songs. what you're saying. That was a big thing was phone calls. Yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, uh, Johnny Hopeless and I sing a duet about uh, what that conversation mm-hmm. would have been like during a werewolf transformation. Oh no! Yep. So I, I'm really proud of this one. So I'm gonna we're gonna take a we're gonna actually gonna play one of ours because I want to showcase Jason right. the Kruger story. Yeah, this this one is catchy as hell. I, I love. I it mean, if we lot. do say so ourselves, yeah. I always hate bands that say this song is so rad. Well, I love it. I have nothing to do with this. Why don't we let song. them this judge? They you. might hate it. I don't freaking know. They might hate it. That's okay. That's whatever. They can be wrong. Anyway, this song is called. This song is from Jason the Krugers and the Two Minute Cage. It's called "The Colony Burn It Down," and it was from our split EP "Under the Wolf Moon," which was October 2015. Can you believe that's wow. five years old? It's one of the very first things we ever did. So you're gonna you're gonna hear the difference Which between that had, and what we do now. If you go and you order that, the version of chalk marks from us that's on that version is very rare. Yeah, it's that, very rare. That is not the album version at all. So we are gonna put a link to where you can get Under the Wolf Moon, um, the split EP between us and Jason and the Krugers, and this one is called The Colony. Burn it down. Burn it down.
So that was The Colony, Burn It Down by Two Minute Cage and Jason and the Krugers, both uh, horror punk bands from Louisiana. Oh, no. Yeah, I, I'm really proud of that one. Mm-hmm. I hope more That's people get one. to hear it. That's really early in our career, very early. So Super catchy tune. Five years ago we recorded that. So That's crazy talk. You can see how much uh, we've, we've changed and, and moved and, you know, manip- not manipulated our sound, but, you know, gone in a whole bunch of different directions. Mm-hmm. So I really like that one mm-hmm. a whole lot. So um, we, we figured out the name of the show with the Good Werewolf Transformation. Right. It was Hemlock Grove. Hemlock Grove. Yeah. Fun show. It started out with a lot of potential. The ending was uh, kind of doo-doo. Yeah. I think it was three seasons. They probably should have stopped it at two. Yeah. Like a lot of shows, they jumped a shark. Or they jumped a werewolf shark in this opinion. In this particular instance. Well, there's everything. There's vampires, werewolves. Yeah. Um, all kinds of good stuff. So you know, it's 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 it was a really good show. So if you're looking for something a little bit different, real gory and cool, yeah, uh, Hemlock Grove. I, I, think, it, I think it started out great. It's just the ending was weird. Yeah, you can watch it on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, uh, we're gonna talk about our second, our second segment right now is uh, about Mr. Matthew Piercy. Yeah, we've been watching a lot of a lot of Bond movies lately. Yeah, we've been having the uh, uh, Fear of Roku. To get the Roku Pluto app. We've been having the uh, the Bond channel on in the background uh, a lot lately. Oh man, and maybe you, okay. So I just want to I want to segue real quick. Maybe you guys can um, settle an argument between Sean and I about what the best Bond song was. I know this is totally going off topic right now. It is. I mean, I'm always going to say "View to a Kill." Right, and I'm going to say. Uh, Golden Eye. Okay, that's great. Sure. So you know, if you guys have another one that you like better, just let us know. Uh, Sean and I. There's are a lot of great ones, but I mean, I'm almost gonna go. Those are my two top favorite, yeah. but uh, but I think the Golden Eye edges out View to a Kill a little bit. But you guys let us know. But this this next story is straight out of a Bond movie, right? Based around a Ponzi scheme, right? And if you guys, uh, I don't know if y'all know what a Ponzi scheme is, but um, it's a uh, Basically, I sum it up as robbing Peter to pay Paul. People take, go with through with investors and they invest with them. Um, which he, this guy was running a thirty-five million dollar Ponzi scheme, right? He, you know, and then when he got, he was in well, trouble. Well, wait, okay. let, me, let me finish what a Ponzi scheme yep. is. Okay, go ahead. People invest with an investor, and uh, and what happens is the investor either spends that money or uses that money, but gets other investors to invest to cover. Um, the investment of the people before, so it's it's Robin Peter to pay Paul. Um, what was uh the, one of the one of the most po- famous ones recently was Bernie Madoff, mm-hmm. um, who took uh Kevin Bacon and Kira Sedgwick for a whole lot of like a almost everything people. they had. Yeah. A lot of people it was like billions of dollars. But this has been going on since the twenties. It's not new. There's a lot of new schemes going on with cri- cryptocurrency as well. Um, it, Ponzi it, schemes, pyramid schemes. It's you know right. So anyway, so so just to catch you guys up, there's uh, recently uh, a guy, and you can go on from here. That got arrested, and he had a very unique way of escape. Or attempting to escape the FBI. Yeah, he attempted to escape by uh, jumping in a lake with an underwater scooter. Shasta Lake. Yeah. Which is the largest man-made reservoir in California. How about them apples? Yeah, he had a $35 million Ponzi scheme going. And he tried to outrun the FBI. Yeah, by jumping in the water and then uh, hanging out underwater with this little scooter, all Bond style. You know, Mm -hmm. sorry, you're not Sean Connery in the 60s, bro. Because the FBI was sitting there watching, you know, he disappeared underwater, but they're watching, like, where he's going from the freaking bubbles. You know, you get bubbles coming up, like, well, there he is, he's going to come up at some point in time, which, yeah. he, which he did. 
He had a, he had a red underwater sea scooter, though. How about, yeah, I want one of those just for fun now. Right. Um, they don't really know how long he was underwater. Uh, they don't know. Saying. They're not okay. So the Justice Department is like because they never give us the government never give us the information we want to know. Right. No, of course not. I think they did say was he like a Yamaha scooter. Uh, so it was about twenty five minutes in the lake or so. He spent submerged, but you know. But they don't tell you know they don't tell us what he was wearing, what he did. I want to know all about it. Right. And they're just very very kind of like sketchy details about it. But but my favorite my favorite thing about this whole story is is not the fact that he had a sea scooter not the fact that he was underwater escaping <laughs> the FBI you know what I'm going the fact that his wife was waiting for him on the oh, yeah. shore with a, with, with a fresh with, pair of clothes with the FBI agents with the FBI agents they knew like there he is he's bubbles bubbles you know he's gonna come up at some point in time so after they say about 25 minutes or so in the lake part of which spent submerged a very cold and wet Mr. Piercy emerged and was immediately arrested yeah, so, um, you know, that one reminds me of uh, Lord of War. I mean, yeah. I mean, if I were, if I for some reason had to disappear into the Mississippi River with an underwater scooter and then re-emerge on the banks of the Mississippi, for whatever reason, who knows, I would hope that you would be there with I would. a change of clothes. I absolutely me. would, honey. I would be there with the best red onesie with the little button-up <laughs> booty pants on the planet for you, or a clown costume, but it would be something humiliating. Right, with the, with the, with the buttons on the back so I can make them into buttless chests. Yeah, right, yeah. exactly. I would I would have the worst... You would, you would totally do that. I would have the worst outfit for you. I mean, it would be dry. Right. Maybe well, a big bunny suit. And that's the know. important part, as long yeah. as it's dry, but yeah. Because I would want your mugshot to be the worst thing that anybody's ever seen. I wouldn't. I wouldn't... I wouldn't doubt that for a second. Yeah, um, maybe I'd bring you like something bond worthy, like an eye patch or. Oh, hey, yeah, give me an eye patch. I don't need an eye patch, but what? I'm the gonna hell? bring you a clown suit and an eye patch and some like gold teeth, like Jaws from, from <laughs> right. the Bond movies. Arr. No, I wouldn't have you be that cool. No, you would have like a terrible Bond name. No. <laughs> no, so, it wouldn't be no. So if you look, <laughs> it wouldn't be Doctor No. So if you're looking into getting this underwater scooter, it's a Yamaha 350LI. Okay, but it's not clearly not very good for escaping the FBI. Not in his situation. Sorry, Yamaha. Is that user error or is that, you know, Yamaha's fault? Yeah, uh, it said in this guy, uh, he often paid off his lines of credit, credit cards, and personal business expenses with investor funds. How can you not know that's going to yeah, go bad? Yeah, doesn't work, dude. Eventually catches up with you. I mean, come on. Everything, if you're doing it on a computer, there's a trail. Come on. I mean, it doesn't even matter. It's like it's it's going to stop working out after a while. You know, you're going to get busted. No, but when he did come out the water, the agents were kind enough to allow him to change into the dry clothes they had obtained from his wife or before escorting him to the nearest FBI field office in Sacramento, California. Yeah, well, you knew that was going to go bad. Right. But, um, womp, womp, so we have a song that's kind of related. It's, uh, by one of my favorite new well, not new, but my, one of my favorite horror punk bands. Yeah. I, I guess new. Um, uh, called Left Hand Black. Yeah. They're from uh, Gothenburg, Sweden. Sweden is killing it. They they got a lot of, a lot of great stuff. I feel like we mentioned Sweden at least once in every podcast. We do. Yeah. Is that where the Oreo factory is, right? That's where the Oreo factory is. Or is it uh, Norway? That, well, Norway. Same general area. I don't know. My first band I was ever in, the drummer. From, he's from Sweden. He would probably laugh yeah. at all this. Probably, mm -hmm. but uh, this this band is a um, uh, it's the remains of the former band, the Dead Next Door, and uh, from the band Overdrive Solution, 
and they got together to form this project called Left Hand Black. Uh, the band are, are up and running in late spring of 2019. So they are relatively new in yep. this incarnation. And they've already got an album out. Uh, uh, I mean, I spring like of 2019. And let me tell you, this is this album is everything that's great about horror punk. Yeah, It's driving. It's cool. It makes me want to smash stuff. The topics are fantastic. I can't say enough good things about this If you're band. a guitar fan, it's got some great leads in there. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. leads are great. But it's like, it's, 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 it's not, catchy. It's, it's not just a Misfits cover band. The vocals know? are fantastic. Yeah. Um, although they do say they're influenced by bands like the Misfits, Bad sure, Religion, yeah, Ramones. Of course. Old school horror punk. But they're not copying that, is my point. Yeah, they, they, they do horror stuff. But, um... I mean, I gotta. They're really, honestly, it's like one of those one of those bands that really gets my blood boiling. Some of the, I, I love it. Some of the best punk bands I've ever heard actually have come out of Sweden. I have to, I have to uh, research some old, from old, some old stuff I got from from my buddy back in the day from some Swedish punk bands that don't sing it in English at all. We'll have to research that. Yeah. Well. Without further ado, though, mm-hmm. this uh, well, maybe we'll have a whole episode about Swedish rock and roll. There's a lot. Yeah, that would be that'd be fun. Yeah. But anyway, this uh, song is called "Deep Rising" from Left Hand Black out of Gothenburg, Sweden. Um, this is off their March twenty seventh, twenty twenty album. Uh, let's see, and I think the I think if I'm not mistaken, the name of the album is called Left Hand Black. Right. But we're gonna put a link to um where you can buy that in the show notes on Bandcamp. I bought a copy myself. I yep. absolutely love it. I'm gonna be following this band, and I'm gonna buy everything. That they Download their music and please support them. I think they've got a lot of physical media too. Yeah. Which is cool. Mm-hmm. So go check that out. Um, and this is Deep Rising by Left Hand Black. <laughs> song was Deep Rising by Left Hand Black Yep, from Gothenburg, Sweden. Awesome stuff. Yeah. Um, so remember how we said we were keeping it a secret, but the last band that we played with 
um, at the fifth annual rock and roll show in this February is a 2018. Band, this is a band that really knows how to shut that shit down. Why don't you ever let me finish it? Well, then? because you were going to give away the name of the band. I wasn't. No. I was not. I no. wasn't. I wasn't finished. My bad. We played with these on a bill of Wolfman Chuck and Spookalele Doom, Mortarhawk, Us, and this band at the Alchemy Night Club in 2018. That's right. And then I was going to say the name of the song. Oh, well. Anyway, this is a band that knows how to shut that shit down. That's right. <laughs> So you got Lucille with you. That's right. This is one of my another one of my favorite horror punk bands, and uh, they just released a new album. This song is off of their their first album or their first EP, but uh, they do they just released a, a new one. They were so much fun live, by the way. But the segue on this is is that's what the FBI did to our buddy. That's right. With the Ponzi scheme. The Ponzi scheme is shut that shit down. That that's absolutely right. So. This band um, is the Negans, mm -hmm. and they are from Boston, and uh, the song is called Shut This Shit Down, from their October 2018 EP, Take It Like a Champ. I gave it away a little too early, apparently. Yeah, I know. Sorry, he, always does, he always jumps ahead. He doesn't let anything breathe. Yeah, well. No, you don't. But when I do let it breathe, you're like, oh, you're letting it extend too much. You no, just, I don't. You go on and on no, and on. No, I don't. No, I don't. No, I don't. You like you to ruin never, surprises. You just never shut up. You know what? You go back and you listen to these podcasts and see how you like just jump ahead. You said about the brain thing way too early. About the brain washing up on the beach. It was a ham sandwich. No, you said it was a brain, dude. I was in the middle of setting up the story and you're like, it's a brain. It was a ham sandwich. No, I don't know. It could, to somebody, it could be a ham sandwich. I like ham sandwich. Anyway, I don't want to talk about that. Nope. I don't want to talk about your failings as a podcast That's host. That's a good idea. Yeah. I want to talk about the Negans. Because they are many. Yeah, they are. I want to talk about the Negans. Let's talk about the Negans. With their, uh, of course, uh, Walking Dead-themed horror punk act. They all dress like the Negans. They're yep. all adorable. They look great. They sound great. Yeah, they do. Puts on a great show. Yeah, they do. Yeah. I mean, great rock and roll. Great energetic band from Boston. That was one of the highlights of that particular tour. Absolutely. Uh, they're a fast-paced rock and roll band that will smash you in the face and leave you wanting more. In the face! And this is a quote. Huh. We will shut this shit down. And they will. And wait till you hear the song. It's a total rocker. Yep. And this one is called Shut This Shit Down by the Negans from their October 2018 EP, Take It Like a Champ.
All right. That was Shut This Shit Down by the Negans um, off of their EP, Take It Like a Champ. Shut that shit down. Now, you know now, what I'm... We're talking Woo! about houses. Yeah, yeah, I don't even know what to say about this house story. So, a house. This well, is a house. Not well, like House the Movie, which is amazing. Well, movie. we're not talking about a house, no, though. No, but this... Well... No, we're talking about a box that was supposedly found. Found in a house. Yeah. Um, found it. This is my favorite segment of the night because it's just so bad shit. It's, it's, to me, this is silly, but okay. Well, whatever. To me, it's not. Cause you no, don't that's play fine. With, look, because we're going to get to why I don't think it's silly. Okay. But anyway, number one, you know, I don't play with any of this stuff because it's crazy. Anything that's tied up with string with some hair and some stuff in it, some bones, and I don't know what. Anyway. This guy supposedly has a box that was found at Alistair Crowley's estate well, in, in Loch Ness. Yeah. On the shore of Loch Ness. Right. Oh, well, Alistair Crowley was one of the previous owners. Yeah. It was uh, found under the floors of Bolskine House. Right. Bolskine? Yeah, Bolskine. I'm sure for the Crowley fans out there, we're totally murdering that. We, we apologize. But, yeah. You know, apparently that house suffered severe fire damage in 2015. Right, so, right, so we don't know what era the box is from. No, nobody does. They assume that it probably has nothing to do with Mr. Alistair Crowley, who is one of the previous owners. But well, let's talk about, so, so did he, how did he acquire, oh, he acquired the box to an online auction. Yeah. Yeah, number one, what are you doing buying weird stuff on the internet? I, I just don't know. I know a lot of people collect that stuff. I'm creeped out by it. Well, according to the article, the office authenticity is definitely in question. It almost certainly has nothing to do with Aleister Crowley himself, given the dates on the coins. Okay. All right, but we're going to get into all that. Yeah. So this is exactly what was found in that box. A handmade sackcloth puppet with a coin attached to it. I'm already scared, okay? Dated 1959 with a few strands of human hair. Okay. That could be scary or that could be, given some of the people that we associate with, that could be a hilarious joke. All right, let's move on. A dried flower. We have one of those in our kitchen. Okay, so the dried flower, remember that brain that washed up on shore? That was a ham sandwich. Okay, the, no, it was a brain that was wrapped up and it was found with flowers in it. Yeah. Okay, moving on. We have a dried flower in our kitchen. Just saying. Okay, can we move on? Yep. All right, a separate <laughs> coin, like the one attached to the doll, dated from 1958. Ooh, so there's two coins. 1958. All right, I'm going to move on. <laughs> a drawing of a demon containing Hebrew text translating roughly to beware. See, I don't like any of this, dude. Okay, so that's, that's creepy. I'm not, um, I'm, I'm not digging that. All right, so it was na it was written with the name of Baal. Baal? B-A-A-L? Baal. Yeah, I should know how to say that. I've read it like 10,000 times, but I don't think I've ever heard anybody say it. He appears in The Greater and Lesser Kings of Solomon the King by Aleister Crowley. So the name of that demon does appear in a in a, in a writing by Aleister Crowley. Okay, but here's the thing: the the demon, though that's true, but it looks like it's a it looks as a picture of the one that was in Sinister, the movie Sinister in 2012, though. Of course it was. <laughs> of course so, it so, was. So so that's probably like leading to some unauthentic unauthentic. It's not Bullshit. authentic. Bullshit. <laughs> um, the pages... Uh, smell poo. Pages had apparently been attached to the demon drawing with wax. The box itself also was decorated in red wax. Yeah. Okay. That's. I guess that's creepy. Now, the guy says it's a, a, a 
die book box. I, I you know what I'm getting die all these. Book? Well, yeah, we we're not pronouncing any of this correct, but we never claim to be, you know, knowledgeable on all these subjects. We're idiots, but it's supposed to hold. It's supposed to hold a, uh, you know, I guess it holds a spirit captive. A dislocated spirit. Right. Yeah. You're dislocating my spirit by your negativity right now, Sean. I'm not being negative. I'm just being... I'm saying this stuff is creepy. Being honest about how we're goofballs and how some of this stuff is creepy and some of it smells like poo. Um, okay. Well, Rick Spencer, he's a... Uh, uh, Rick Spencer's the, guy, the name of the guy that found Uh-huh. Yep. But, you know, um, the house is... All, okay, so the house has been owned by several people. Right. Uh, Alistair Crowley, of course. Uh, Jimmy Page... Own the house for a little bit. Yeah, well. Yeah, how do things end up for him? Uh, I'm just, look, dude, I'm just saying, okay? I'll leave my opinion on that to oh myself. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so, but. Read it. Uh, okay, so, but the, the I find that the uh, last person, well, one of the other people that owned the house, doesn't currently now, uh, was uh, a woman named Pycar Baker. Right. She was an investor. Mm-hmm. And um, they, they are. She's they're they're looking for for. Her. He's looking for her now to get some input to see if she might know. Of course, they anything are. about. I think she invested in car parts. Right. Japanese car parts. Right. She was she was in it for the money. Yeah, but I mean, why would you buy that? Okay, so you bought that house. You know the history of the house. Okay. There's there's uh, there's money involved. There's potential yeah, but... potential. I don't know about that. I don't know. I think it's... Nobody knows anything about her. I did some research on her. I, I can't really find anything out. He's looking for her. She's evidently um, very secretive. Right. So, and... Uh, I mean, I would be too if I found all that stuff in a box in a house that I bought. I mean, regardless of who owned it or didn't own it, how many owners ago, I don't care. You know, if I buy a house and I find a box like that in the house... I'm going to be a little concerned. Right. So we don't know if the box came from the house, didn't come from the house, but he is looking for her for input. Um, and we're going to talk about her a little bit later. Yes. Because uh, she did say some things that, um, that like I said, it's like kind of like are, are extremely uh, strange mm -hmm. and creepy. But first I want to talk about uh, another one of, of my favorite horror punk bands. There's so much good horror punk coming out in 2019, we're gonna try to 2020. Reach, we're going to try to bring as much of it to you as possible. Yeah. Uh, we've already played um, a selection from this band before, one of our previous podcasts. Uh, it's the Writhers, uh -huh. and we played a song called "Down My Spine," yep, um, which I love. Um, they've just come out with a new album, which uh, I've listened to several times at this point. Yeah, uh, I absolutely love it. I don't know if you guys remember that "Down My Spine," but um, I think the song is is fitting. It's off of their um, their brand new album, "In One Gulp." It was released November 16, 2020. So when we say this is new, this is brand new. It's brand new. Like, yeah. It's a few weeks old. And and this band is so good. They um, refer to themselves as horror punk Billy death rock and roll. I like that. I do too. And they're, they're a lot of fun. Um, they've got like that rockabilly aesthetic, but they also have like elements of... Um, Dead Kennedy's Sex Pistols. Uh, they've got creepy scents. It gives it kind of like a uh, Adam's Family vibe uh -huh. to it. I mean, I, I like everything off of it. Uh, they've got their topics range from um, dead lovers, stalking terrors, UFOs, brutal depression, and horror of the unknown. Yeah. So um, they, they, shit. 
Well, they they hit everything. They yep. hit existential terror, UFOs, all of it. And right. and I I love every song on this EP. And again, since it's upbeat, psychobilly, uh, just. It's just really, really good. So if you guys get a chance, we're gonna again, we're gonna put a uh, link to the show notes for the Rivers, their new band in one gulp that just came out, and go on, uh, go on and pick up their previous album too, with his uh, Ghastly Reminders. Uh-huh. I butchered the I butchered the name of that that album the last time. It uh, yeah. So uh, Ghastly Reminders. Yeah. We're gonna put a link to where you guys can find all their stuff. Um, and we're I'm telling we're you, we're gonna butcher a lot of shit <laughs> as the microphone is going, and but then we'll try to correct it afterwards. But well, maybe in the next segment, the we next don't really segment. touch we'll anything within, point, right? We let it be as authentic as possible. Right. But if we if we screw it up, we'll try to fix it later, which we probably will screw some stuff now. up. Yeah. No. But anyway, this band is called The Writhers, and the name of the song is What Is That? What Is That? What Is That? What Is That? And so if I got that box and, like, with a weird doll and the coins and... What is that? What is that? I think that they took it too far with the uh, with the, the drawn demon, though. Yeah. I think, you, you know, you, you kind of, like... You kind of like they let like it go. some sci-fi. Oh, we're we're going to talk. We're going to talk about that later on because I, I got we got one more little thing that I want to talk about. Which is a lady that's in right. this house. But uh, this song is called "What Is That?" What is that? by the Writhers. What is that? Off of their brand new album, the November 2016, 2020 album "In One Gulp." What is that? What is that? <laughs> song is What Is That by The Writhers. What is that? Off of their November 16, 2020 album, um, In One Gulp. What is that? What is that? What is that? So, okay, so I do want to talk about um, this lady that owned this house, Crowley House. I'm not going to let it go yet, okay? <laughs> I, you know, so, um, she said, she, this is a great quote from Lady, uh, what is her name? His name is Picar Baker. I know I'm 
butchering that like yeah. everything else. Um, it's okay. Right. So the Daily Express um, reported that looters had stolen valuables from the site from the site and property before. I would imagine looters are always trying to steal crap from this place. Well, right, exactly. So I mean, whether the box uh, legitimately came from Alistair Crowley's house or not, uh, the the evidence points to no because no. of the weird sketch of the demon that because, came from a big because, blockbuster movie. Because of the ridiculousness of some of it. Some of it's creepy. Some of it's, uh... Our dolls with human hair and stuff. It creeps me out, man. Yeah, what a dude. We, oh. we, we have some of that in our house. Okay, so let me tell you. Something else I want to talk about, too. Okay. Um, talk about this guy. Before he opened the box, he did protect himself with salt. What's in the box? He protected himself with salt. So we talk about all the time. All the rules uh, sure, of... No, okay. no, 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 no. Why? Okay, so why are you even doing... So you're the guy that believes that aliens have... Robot-controlled Sasquatch, but you don't believe in a weird friggin' poppet in a box. I, be I believe in the poppet in the box. I just don't believe in the origin that they are trying to indi indicate. Yeah, but where I don't understand from. where your where logic. your beliefs logic. Logic. Sean. Like, logic. I, what would Spock do? Live he wouldn't the open the box. He'd put salt around it so the demons don't he get it. He would put no. salt around it because he'd be like, salt? What, what, is, Sean, what is iodine going to do? Sean, do you believe that aliens have robot-controlled Sasquatch from another dimension? I just, I just go by what the... Uh, I just go by what the... Oh, my gosh. What the logic dictates and what the facts show. Okay. Anyway, I'm going to move on because it's depressing me now. Anyway, I'm creeped out by this box. <laughs> I wouldn't open it. I'd be looking at that box and like, this is some silly shit. Yeah, I know you would, and then the next thing you know, that's when things go south. Look. Leave the damn box alone, dude. We happen to know someone who, as a child, decided to put speakers underneath the neighbor's house that was being built so that they could therefore, then later when the house was built, emit sounds to scare the shit out of the new owners. That doesn't mean that you can but play around just, with stuff you don't but understand. They, but they were, the speakers sure. were, were, were discovered and then, you know, foil, okay, I don't the plan know what was foiled. Okay, so I don't know what that has to do with anything. I'm just saying, people do stuff to screw with people. So, okay, yeah, but maybe they don't. Okay, so anyway, that's not the point. Forget about the box, okay. right? Let's talk about anything being removed from the house. All right. So you're saying that, oh, this, uh, this, uh, a pie car baker lady just bought it because it was in a real estate investment. That's insane to me. You know that's not true. Why else would you buy that house? Unless you're an Aleister Crowley Thank oh, stop. fanatic. Okay, there you go. Why else would you buy Secretive, it? Secretive, rich investor. Have you not seen any freaking devil horror movies? There's two reasons to buy a house like that. Because you're an Aleister Crowley fanatic or you're an investor who wants to cash in on that. Yeah, but she's never like done house flipping or That's investing true. or that we can this tell. This is true. You're right. She was a car parts investor. You're right. So, 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 and she's very evidently very secretive. Nobody knows anything about so her. So maybe she was an Alice Crowley fanatic. But she did have a quote to the press. Right. So think about the box. Think about things being removed from a house like that. Now, the quote to the press that she told the Daily Express reported um, that looters have stolen valuables from the site of the property before. Mm-hmm. And uh, Picar, I know I'm butchering this, Picar Baker said that because of Bolskane's reputation, I really do think that people stealing from, from Bolskane will be punished. You can't steal things from Bolskane, and if you do, you will be punished, she said. I've had the house for a long time, and I'm not going to talk about what can happen in the house. 
but I'm sure the house is protecting itself. I don't know about them coming to a sticky end, but they won't be happy about it. Just like, Does this sound like a lady who's just a rational investor? Is this like house two, the second story? Are you going to be re- serious about any of this? I am tonight? being serious. I, I just, I don't, I'm not, I'm, I'm not taking her serious. So you're saying that this lady went in as a real estate investment because it was Oshkosh. She's going to she... open a tourist attraction. No, it's absolutely ridiculous. I'm not saying that at all. Then why else would I'm you make an investment? I'm saying she probably absolutely believes everything that she is saying. Okay, so don't you think that belief invests a power into things? Sometimes. I think it does. Sometimes. Absolutely, I think it does. She sometimes absolutely, it's absolutely good. You're talking about faith. Sometimes it does. But you're, you're talking about somebody that really did believe that if you deface this property or you take something from it, right. these consequences will follow you. Sure. So whether the legitimacy of the box or not, things were taken from that home. Yeah. Well, things are always going to be taken from that home because it's a famous home. So if they're taken because of, you know, because of... Uh, because of that stuff, or if they're taken because people want trinkets from a famous Okay, home. but that's not the point. The point is that this, she's saying this is a particular home. Right. Which things are taken from. So yes. whether the box or not happened, anyway, we don't know. Uh, we'll follow up on the story if we hear anything in the Who future. Knows? But I do have one last song that we're going to leave with tonight. And this is a band um, that I really love a lot. And I don't know, I don't know how uh, far this band's reach goes, but everybody needs to know about them. And they're called Monsters of Your Mind. Mm-hmm. They're a horror punk band from Surrey, UK. Um, the songs, their songs tell tales of horror, sci-fi, weird fiction, and fetishism with a twist of fact and fantasy. So it's I think they're a, po- they're perfect for it's this. It's always fun stuff. Um, their music styles, and, and, and this is why I like these guys a lot. They're varied. Their songs are rocking, but everything is a little bit different. So even though they're singing about um, things per our interests, mm-hmm. horror, sci-fi, things like that, right. uh, they do uh, punk, ska, garage, post-punk, Oi, indie pop, street punk, alternative rock, synth pop, uh, and uh, they're absolutely completely varied. I fell in love with this track, and I'm really excited to play it. It's going to be our outro music tonight. I think you guys are really going to love it a lot because it's different. It's so different from anything um, that we've previously played. That is a band out from my own heart with all those different genres that they like to explore. I love that shit. Yeah, absolutely. Um so, this song, which we are going to play in a second, is called uh, Zombie Voodoo, and it's off of their EP, What We Are Capable Of, um, and it was released on Halloween 2020. Of course. So, brand new, brand new, brand new. Halloween 2020 was a very great, well, very interesting time. Yeah, there's a lot of good music that came out this yep. year. I'm I'm really exciting. I'm really excited about it, and um, I'm hoping that you guys will follow some of this that you enjoy. Um, because these artists, particularly this year, musicians need your support. Yep. Even if it's a little bit, even if it's like donating a few dollars, everything helps because nobody's touring right now, as you all know. Even with all the craziness that's going on in the world, which you're very familiar with, we don't need to talk about. Uh, you know, uh, there are a lot of people out there that are still creating. And still doing everything they can to uh, to write new content, write new music. It's beautiful because all this great stuff is coming out of kind of like a horrific year. Right. So, um, so big year for horror punk, of mm-hmm. course, because yep. what a better year um, to write a bunch of horrific stuff than right. in 2020. Absolutely. And everything is so varied and so different. Definitely dig into that. Check out our show notes. 
And uh, without further ado, this is called Zombie Voodoo from the band Monster of Your Mind from Surrey, UK. And it's from their debut EP, What We Are Capable Of, which came out on Halloween 2020. We love you guys. We will see you in episode seven, nice. probably yeah. after the new year. Probably after the Christmas and the new year. We'll do uh, a new year episode, yeah. maybe. We're working on some upgrades, some updates, and uh, once it happens, we'll maybe try to get episodes out more frequently in the future yeah we love you guys very very much and we'll see you next time had to go walk out onto the beach amongst the bones on the side in the sun they slowly bleach every day i breathe in the salty air never enough to send me back to sleep it's the long since i felt the sun's heat in the morning, kiss my skin warm to my soul, wet and deep. Every day I come to walk on the sand. I miss the burn on the stores at my feet. I stand here alone. I remember my home all the way across the great blue sea. All I have is this precious memory of my long lost family. My beautiful country, my loved ones that I will never see again. Shit.